Thank you so much for joining us today. We would love to know how this ministry is touching your life. Please take a moment and visit NBCOcala.com stories to tell us your story. Also, if you'd like to help support the ministry financially, you can give online or through our mobile giving app. Thanks again for joining us, and we hope you enjoy today's message. Help me welcome our internet audience, could you? God bless you guys. So glad you're with us. Peace to your house. You may be seated. You may be seated. So glad you're here this morning and very excited to share Vision Day today. Um, real quickly, we, believe we have service on Wednesday night. Didn't know if you knew that. And we believe that Wednesdays are, they're worth it. One more time. We believe that Wednesdays are, they're worth it. And um, I'll be teaching this Wednesday and possibly the next one too. Um, the Lord's really put some things in my heart. I'm going to call this joyful, joyful. And I believe that we as believers should be the most joyful people on the planet. And yet I see too many believers. If we could see your joy gauge, your joy meter, some of y'all are running on low. All right. And, um, I want to share with you some things. They work. It's not pie in the sky. It's steak on the plate. Okay. Real deal stuff that, that God has done for us continues to do so that your joy could be full. Amen. So we'll see you on Wednesday night. If you're not here, I'll track you down. Well, let's begin vision and, and uh, look in a very obvious scripture in Proverbs 29, verse 18. In the King James, it says, where there is no vision. John, if you'll boost me just a hair. Where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keepeth the law, happy is he. Um, vision, and this is our definition for vision. Vision is a God-given goal that is attainable through the plan the power, and the provision of God. Would you read that with me this morning? Vision is a God-given goal that is attainable through the plan, power, and provision of God. We only want a God-given goal. We don't want good ideas. We want God ideas. And we want something that is attainable, but not just attainable in what we can do, and we'll have it done by Thursday, you know, in just a little something that we come up with because, hey, it's fall and we probably should share some things with the folks. No, we, this is birthed in prayer, what I'm going to share with you today. This is birthed over time, over counsel, over struggle in the spirit and more prayer and just a knowing on the inside. And so I'm very excited to share with you a vision that we believe is God-given that is attainable, but it's attainable through the plan, through the power and the provision of God. Can I get a good amen today? Vision for us is our part of God's big plan. Vision for us is our part of God's big plan. And I believe that in the our part, we find your part. In the our part, I find my part. And that's what we hope to see today, that God has a big plan. Then he has the part for us to play. And then in that part of what we play, our part, you're going to find your part on a number of different levels. And uh, I've been praying for you that God will show each of us that. Vision, um, this, this word we saw in this verse is also translated out in different places as revelation, which we need, something revealed. Prophetic vision, that it's God speaking and showing something. And then also divine guidance, and we'll certainly, we'll need that. Vision is God showing us what 
he wants us to do, and then how we are to do it. So it's what we're to do, how we're to do it, but he's showing us what we're to do. Something that we are fiercely committed to doing here at Meadowbrook is to be uniquely Meadowbrook. Not just to do things because we see another church doing it or a number of churches doing something, but doing something because we know that God would have us to do it and then do it the way that he will have us to do it. I do not believe that the kingdom of God and the work of church across the land is just cookie cutter. I believe that, you know, there's different communities and different makeup and chemistry and every, everywhere we go. And I can't be somebody else. I can only be me. You can't be somebody else. You can only be you. You know, if I showed up in a V-neck and skinny jeans and stuff, you'll go, what, what's going on with pastor? You know, I've, I've just got to be me, y'all, you know, and you be you. And God works that, but whatever we do, we don't want to just copy something. We want to know, God, what are you telling us to do? How do you want us to do it? And we have this fierce commitment to doing things uniquely Meadowbrook. Now, vision is doing God's work. It's not just doing a work for God. And without vision, as the scripture said, people lose their way, they cast off restraint, and they perish. But if we hold to what he shows us to do, if we attend to the vision, it's said that we would, we would be happy and we would be blessed. And that's, that's the bookmarks. That's the bookends, rather, for happy, stable, fruitful, blessed. And if, if we attend to the vision that God would give us, uh, it's going to be an amazing thing that he does. Amen? Amen? Let me show you this real quick. Without vision, people perish. Without people, the vision perishes. And then vision without action, and you're just dreaming. So we take all of that together, and again, vision, a God-given goal that is attainable through the plan, through the power, through the provision of God. Watch me on this. We are now entering the plan. We are now entering the plan. And as we enter into the plan, then the power and the provision will be seen. Amen. Thank you all four of you. <laughs> and let me say this to you. We will see things, you know, things that we will accomplish, put together and so forth. We'll see those things with, a, with our eyes. We can feel those things with our hands. They're here in the natural. But you must know that vision from God comes out of the spiritual. It will manifest in the natural in things that we do. But its end result will be the spiritual lives of people and the, eter- the eternity of people. Amen. This is not just business endeavors. These are not just good things to do. You must know that these are spirit-initiated. They will be spirit-powered, spirit-governed. And it's, it's very important that we understand that, that there's more to this than just a couple people sitting around thinking up ideas. And, and, and I love what I even, if I can use this word, I almost smell something on this that I've smelt before in the 27 years of God's faithfulness to Meadowbrook Church. So we now enter the plan, the power, the provision, they will follow. And let me say this. This is the way vision works. Once something is received, when we as a body, and I'm praying we do this today, when we receive this vision, something will be released. Do you hear me? Once you receive it, we'll do it, God. And we release our faith. 
And we say, here am I, send me, we'll, we'll do this. Once we receive this, something will be released. And I believe it will be the fullness of the plan Power like you and I have never seen in the lives of people. And I'm, I'm not blowing smoke this morning. I'm believing for the power of God to happen through this. It's going to change lives, change families, change, change eternities. And then miraculous provision that will take place. Can you believe with me today? <clears throat> well, let me, let me share with you uh, this morning five initiatives and this will summarize and uh, locate essentially what we feel God is calling us to do in this new season of vision. On your way out today, you'll be given this um, vision card. And it is scratch and sniff. No, it's not. I just want to make sure you wanted one, okay? On the back of it, it will highlight a summary detail of, of the vision. And at the very bottom, uh, it will give you a link to a website all of this will be on the website, including the video. Didn't our guys do a great job with that video? My goodness. And um, it will link to several other things. Plus, after third service today, there, there will be on our website, all of this will be, you can go directly to our website and all of the vision uh, information will be there for you. So let's, let's dive in today. The first one is what we call Kingdom Builders. Could you say that? Kingdom Builders. This is making a kingdom impact. This is, um, this is something that we want everybody to be ultimately is a, is a kingdom builder. You are an incredibly generous church. You know, we've had initiative after initiative, endeavor after endeavor where we've done different things. And um, in short order, you have stepped forward and in generosity and commitment, you've made those things happen. Just a year and a half ago, we redid all the hallways and classrooms, and, and you guys just stepped in and did it. A couple of years ago, we redid all of our video equipment so that we could go HD, and you guys did it. And I lied to you and told you we'd show you football every week, but you paid for it, so I'm thankful. <laughs> I'm teasing on that part. But initiative after initiative that you've done that, and so you get it. You understand generosity. You understand that we all have a part to play, and you are givers, but I have to be real honest with you, some of you are not givers. Some, some do not give. Some do not know to give. Now, it's not y'all, it's the later service and the earlier service. <laughs> now, truth be told, there's some that don't give. Some that don't know to give. Some are afraid to give. Some can't give. And I'll, I'll put it this way, they can't give yet. And I, and I believe that you'll see things and see God help and work in those areas of your life. And then there are others that are committed and generous. They, I put it this way, they get it. They get it. And they, they see it in scripture and they, and they respond to what God would put in their heart. And we call those kingdom builders. And kingdom builders are a group of people that just prayerfully commit to invest in the kingdom. Uh, the best line is this, a kingdom builder helps to fund vision projects. Um, through our regular giving, there's so much going on here. You saw some of the flyover from the drones, you know, of the, of the campus that God has blessed us with and the work that takes place week after week, day after day that takes place. And, and your regular giving funds that, and I thank you for that. But for us to step forward and do initiatives that God is calling us to do, that's going to be over and above. And I, 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 don't, I don't apologize to say that. That would be over and above. And so a kingdom builder is one who gives over and above their regular 
tithe. And uh, I just want to encourage you. You say, well, I'm not even tithing. Well, you know, start this, this way. It's, it's 10%, but I would encourage you. Well, I can't afford to do that. Why don't you do 1%? Just do 1% and start working toward God. Watch what God will do. And then, then kind of, you'll, you'll see, well, I can move on over and it'd be worth, I've never heard a tither say, I can't afford to tithe. You know, it, the blessing of God that you can't even explain the help of God when you choose to trust him with a part that belongs to him anyway. But I would invite all of you uh, to be a kingdom builder. And, and on this card, there will be more information that you can link to and on the website as well. So the first thing is generosity through kingdom builders that will help us to fund uh, the, the vision projects that we have. Second is called next steps. Everybody say next steps. This is the assimilation process. This is at the core of, of discipleship for us as, as a church. Responding to the altar call last week, last Sunday, over the course of the whole morning, we had 24 people respond and make decisions for Jesus last, last Sunday morning. Right, right here. The week before, 31 people made that decision. Since... Since the beginning of July, 253 people have walked these aisles. Plus, so far this year in C20, which is our young adults ministry, college in 27, 166 people have made a decision for Jesus. That's remarkable. And when they do that, that is a big step. I almost, almost have to disengage when they come up and stand in front of me for me to pray with them because otherwise I'm just, I'm going to be blubbering and crying and everything because there's something holy taking place and people are up there because they're responding to God in their heart and, and they want to take that, that big step. And when they do that, I'm telling you, it's powerful and it's beautiful because it's multicultural, it's multi-generational. There's some people all prim and proper and some people, I think they just got in from last night. And it's a beautiful, holy thing that God does. Well, that's a big step. Everybody say a big step. And what we want to do is to help them take that next step. And we already have an assimilation process rolling. But what we're doing with this is a major retooling of this. So that when they come, it's not just this, this spiritual, emotional, and meaningful moment. And then nothing. There needs to be clarity and ease to get them to those next steps. And I say this all the time. When, you, when you've taken one step and you take another step, you know what you have? Momentum. And the more momentum that you have with next steps, the harder it is to stop you. And that's what we want for people's relationship with God is they, they're walking with God. They're following Jesus. And so this is one of the most important areas of our ministry, and we're doing a major retooling there so that from altar, baptism, growth track groups, and so forth, that people can clearly see this is the next step and why I should take it because it's going to help me in my growth and my walk with God. Next is Dream Team Central. Read that with me. Dream Team Central. This is a workspace renovation. We have a wonderful, amazing dream team. If you don't know what dream team is, uh, it is, it is not our Olympic basketball team. It is, for lack of a better word, it is our volunteers. It's the people who serve. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people serve today to make everything happen. It's hundreds 
uh, of people that are working just all over the place, seen and behind the scenes and so forth to make that happen. Well, we have a Dream Team Central, a place where they can come meet, they can get some refreshments real quick, they can fellowship, and they, they can get all geared up to go serve in the areas they do, but we're about to take it away from them because of the next thing that I'll share with you in a moment, we're growing, and when we grow, people bring their kids. And people have babies. And we've got so many children and so many babies. And so we need to, we need to take the, the current space from them. And so we asked the Lord to help us with this. And I believe we have some creative um, answer to it. And we're going to take on the other side of that wall right over there is uh, ad, administ- part of our administration area. And we're going to totally re- re- uh, renovate that area and, and repurpose it so that it ends up being more functional and multi-purpose. So it will serve our staff better during the week and during service time. It will be this open, uh, wonderful area. It would be a beautiful area for our Dream Team Central as well. And so that's, that's a big issue as well. Dream Team Central workspace renovation. Next one, kids' halls and special needs. Say that with me. Kids' halls and special needs. Let's go to kids' halls. We, and just as I said, we've got babies coming. We, we dedicated babies all last Sunday morning. Do you, do you see that? No, all services, and they're beautiful. And um, we're growing, and as I said, even with some of the shift, I had some of you make the move. Um, we've increased, I think I heard in DLT, the uh, directional leadership team the other day, about 300 more children. So you've got to have room for that. So what we're doing is taking other space, reworking that space so that we, we have more secured space for our children and for our babies. And so that's a big game. We want to do that right. We believe we are a multi-generational church. Um, I'm, I talked with one of our guys. I think he'll be here third service normally. He usually sits over here. He turned 93 last week. So we got 93 and over. I know some over. And we got babies. And I love this multicultural, multi-generational church. And we get it, we get it that we have to do a great job. We have to battle for our kids. We have, we have to make church something that they love. I love when I hear from parents that their kids are bugging them on Tuesday morning. Is today the day we go to church? And, and let's do church in such a way that we all feel that the rest of our lives. So that you're 71 and you're going, today the day we're going, you know. If you're 71, I wasn't mocking you. Actually, 71 is one of my goals. All right. Kids halls, kids classrooms, down hallway one and down hallway two, some areas that we will, we will uh, take over for that purpose. And then special needs. Everybody say special needs. We have families within the church. We have families within our community. We have families in my neighborhood who have children with special needs. I've talked to many of them, and they said it's just difficult on a number of levels for us to go anywhere let alone church. We're thankful for the internet, um, but it's just hard for us to go. And, 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 and for a couple of years, I've just really had in my heart, we need, we need to minister to these families and to these individuals with special needs. And so through Growth Track, actually, we be, had started having some people come through that are trained in these kind of things, uh, degreed, certified in these kind of things, and a wealth of information. And then I just believe we have the people within our body that we, we're going to create some space for special needs during our services so that those individuals with special needs, we can love on them. 
We can share the love of God with them at whatever level they can receive that. It will be, it will be well, well uh, manned, so to speak, in that we have a one-to-one, even a two-to-one ratio at times uh, to help, a beautiful, conducive atmosphere for them. And then the rest of the family um, can have a little relief, can come and not worry about anything, and come and just get encouraged, come get prayed for, come get ministered to by the Word of God. And I just believe it's the heart of God. It is not, and I, I'm a student of this, it is not a church growth strategy. No one tells you to do this, but the Lord has put this on our heart, and I believe it's the heart of Meadowbrook that we take care of people. And no matter what the situation of their life or their children, that we're here to love them. And I believe this would be a huge thing that we can wrap our hearts and our arms around. Amen. Thank you. And then our last initiative, drum roll, please. Thank you. Multi-site church, a new church campus. Amen. Let me share with you. We, we believe it is time, we believe God is leading to launch another um, campus of Meadowbrook Church in Marion County. It will be a multi-site church. A multi-site church is one church, everybody say one church. It's one church with multiple locations. You need to understand that, that um, definition, so to speak. Um, let me give you some stats on this. The launch will take place within the next 18 to 24 months. It has to be done right. We're praying and searching and we'll be increasing that that search uh, for the location. Um, We are at a place of what is called saturation here on this property. God has blessed us, but we have saturation. We we tomorrow could spend $300,000 and add on some parking right out here. We have, we have a spot that's, that's waiting for that. If we did that, though, and that fills up, then we don't have all the children's areas that we need. And then if that happens, we don't have, and it's this chain reaction. It's a domino effect. We're, we're essentially saturated. There's a rule in church uh, attendance in the U.S., uniquely to the U.S. It's called the 80% rule. We violate it all the time. And it means this. Once you're 80% full, you're full. And we go over it all the time. Thankful, thankfully, to the grace of God, we're able to handle it. You can go to Romania or other places, and they'll stand shoulder to shoulder to shoulder to shoulder for three-hour services. But in the U.S., we are spoiled. And we got to have our space, you know. And um, so thank God for the grace of God that overcomes culture even. So um, the other is the perception that we're full. We do have some room, but we don't have the room that we fully, fully need. And even if we build a whole nother building, you know, it's, it's this road and we have the three entrances and, and so forth. But we're, there is a perception that we're full. I talked to somebody that I've invited to several times and uh, about two, two, three weeks ago, and they told me, said, well, I drove out that way, but it just looked all full. And so there's a perception that we're full. Now, a, our, our, um, our campus that we would launch would be uniquely Meadowbrook, and it would be obviously Meadowbrook. Um, a number of churches throughout the country have launched a, an additional campus, and they've done it, say, in a movie theater or in a, in a school auditorium or so forth. And it has worked well for them. But look at me for this. But I, I don't believe that's what God has for us. I believe that we are to get a building. We're either to buy it, uh, lease it, build it, or somebody will give it to us. 
Hey, hey, and I'm not talking about a little backyard shed, okay? Seriously, it needs to be about a 40,000 square foot building to do what we need to do. And it will be obviously Meadowbrook. Our signature will be excellence. The wraps or the wallpaper, if you will, in those children's hallways. We own that design and we will scale that to the children's hallways in that place. When you walk in, sound lights, everything else, it will be obvious to somebody who's been here that that's Meadowbrook and it will, it will have that excellence to it. This will be our broadcast uh, campus. It will be a video venue in that the message only would be video. And through technology, we would be able to pipe, so to speak, send this message live uh, in high def in just, you know, quality. Everything else will be absolutely live. We'll have a campus pastor. People will be well cared for. Live praise and worship. And just like we have... Uh, rotation here with with our uh, worship team. And God has blessed us in the last year, two years, and even in the last few months, he has blessed us. And this was a signal to me. We have an abundance of incredibly talented, great, just off the chart. And so they'll rotate from here and to there and so forth. Live children's ministry, live um, uh, next-gen ministry, live dream team for everything. And um, so video venue, but everything live. And that gives even greater purpose and meaning and need to growth track and what's going on there as people engage in the in, um, uh, dream team. Look at these numbers, and this will help you a little bit as well. You still with me? Yes. In Marion County... The population when we started the church was 188,000. Last year, it was up to 340,000. 2020, it will be, projections are, it will be up to 380,000. In 2025, just nine years away, 411,000 people. It's growing and growth is projected. Next slide if you would. The total population right now is roughly 340,000. And a recent study showed that 65% of our county has no church affiliation. 65%. Go ahead. Next one. There are in Marion County 520 churches, give or take. And several national studies show that 95% plus percent of churches in the U.S. I hate to even break this to you, but 95% of churches in the U.S. are either plateaued or they're in decline. I would like to think better for our county, but just based on this study, we have to at least assume this, that out of the 520 churches in our community, 95 plus percent are plateaued or in decline. Go to the next slide. There are different groupings of those who do attend church. The largest portion is Catholic. The next portion is Baptist. The next portion is what are called non-denominational Protestants. Non-denominational Protestants. We fall in that category of non-denominational Protestants. There are in the county 20,500 of non-denominational Protestants. Last Sunday... There were 4,009 in attendance, 4,901. Do you know who the one was? It's you. 4,901 on campus attendance last week, it equals 24% of the non-denominational Protestants attending church in our community. 
Go to the next one if you would. So that's roughly a quarter of a million people in our community that are unchurched. Studies show that 82%, roughly 8 out of 10, are somewhat likely to attend church if only invited. I, it, I, I, can't, I can't just stop with this. I can't just say, put up signs and say, don't come here because we're full. No more children. Don't bring your car. Ride your horse. You know, whatever it would be. I'm just not good with this. I think God sees something else for Marion County than just leaving it this way. 82% somewhat likely to attend church if only invited. 70% of the unchurched want religious instruction for their children. And so this, this just adds impetus to what, what we're to do. Is there another one? I think that's it. All right. Um, plus, let me just say it this way. I want to make, we want to make it hard for people to go to hell. And we want to make it easy for them to go to church. Amen. We, we don't have any delusion, no confusion. And we don't bear the responsibility that we're the only church in our community. We cheer on other churches. When I talk to other pastors and churches, I say we're on the same team. It's not a competition thing, but there's work to be done without, you know, hindering anyone else. I pray all of our churches in this community would, would be revived and, and would have vision. And let's reach such a quarter of a million folks out there and more on their way. And I think we can do a better job of reaching them. But we don't have the responsibility of, of being the only church, and we're not. But we do have, look at me, we do have a, we have a call to make a significant impact on this community. And, let, and I say this with all humility. There is favor. There is God's favor on Meadowbrook Church. And we have to steward that. We have to steward that well. Favor is for a purpose. Now quickly, if you will, look with me in Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5. Paul writes, be very careful then, be very careful then, how you live, not as unwise, but as wise. Verse 16, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Let me reverse it. Because the days are evil, make the most of every opportunity. This word opportunity is the New Testament Greek word kairos. has to do with time or opportunity. It's not chronos, like, you know, chronological or, or uh, uh, time or 1126. It's not that. Kairos has to do with a something special, an opportune and supreme moment, a passing instant that we must act on and not miss. Habakkuk said that vision is for an appointed time, and we believe the time is now. And you have to decide to act. You have to decide to act, and we're making a decision. You know, we're releasing this today. We're making the decision to step over the line to do this. And get this principle. Decisions translate into energy. Once you make the decision, energy is released. You, you didn't even get dressed today until you made a decision. Some of y'all were in the closet. Oh, I wore that two weeks ago. I look really cute in this, but it might be too cute for church. And you don't get dressed till you make a decision. Yesterday, I was trying to figure out, what do I wear? Vision Sunday is a special day. Lisa, why don't you wear a tie? I hate wearing a tie. I better wear a tie. 
and I'm laying out stuff, and then, and then you, you don't get dressed until you make a decision. Decisions translate into energy. Vision is a God-given goal that is attainable through the plan, through the power, through the provision of God. And vision for us is our part of God's big plan. And in our part, you find your part. And in our part, you find your part. And in our part, you find your part. And I find my part, and we do it all together, what God has called us to do. And I believe that there's a Marion County that God sees that he wants us to be a part of making come to reality. So we now enter the plan. Do you hear me? We are about to enter the plan. And when we step into the plan, the power and the provision will follow. And that's the way vision works. Once you receive it, something else is released. And I believe what will be released is the fullness of the plan, the power of God like we are only dreaming of, and miraculous provision. And let me just say, yeah, come on, give God praise for that. And generosity will help determine the pace of this. Generosity will determine when we can do this. Generosity will help us to accelerate what we're doing. I wish God just had puppies that would bring bags of money to each of your doors. And if y'all have one of those, catch that critter and we will breed. I'm not kidding. But it doesn't work that way. He's going to do it just like your body. You know, when I went through my accident recovery and everything, you know, part of it beyond just the pain was that I couldn't use part of my body. And I'm thankful that I can now. And see, what God wants to do, he wants, he wants to use every part of his body. That's the way we've always done everything that we do. We're not going to do pledge cards. We're not going to do some big high-pressure push. I just believe that God will speak to your hearts, and I just ask you honestly, and you don't have to be rich to do this. To whom much is given, much is required. But every one of us, every part of us, if you're the pinky, if you're the little toe on the body of Christ, what do you want me to do? And I believe if you just honestly before God, God, what do you want me to do? I believe he will not only put it in your heart, but he will provide for you to do that. We're going to do uh, an offering day on Sunday, November the 20th. And we'll be talking a lot more about that between now and then. Let me close with this. Vision, vision calls us to action. It calls all of us. Vision calls us to prayer. And our future is paved in prayer. And I'm starting a series next week called The Power of Prayer. And we're going to learn to pray like you've never learned to pray before. It's going to be life-changing, family-changing, church-changing, community-changing. It's a call to action, a call to prayer, and a call to generosity. And I'll just say we're not naturally generous. We're naturally stingy. Some of the first words kids ever say is, mine. We don't just drift into generosity. We must be called to it. And vision calls us to it today. Vision is something, and I close with this, vision is something that could be and should be. And vision is something you can see. Look at me for a moment. I can see this. I can see a whole army of kingdom builders. I can see next steps 
doing its job in bringing people to maturity in Jesus. I can see the Dream Team Central. I can see those kids' classrooms and halls. I can see our special needs ministry. I can see our other Meadowbrook campus. I can see it. And that's what vision is. You can see it. So church, let's receive this. Let's step into the plan and watch the fullness of the plan, the power of God, the provision of God, and we will accomplish what God has put in front of us. Did y'all get anything at all out of this? Thank you for listening to this week's message from Meadowbrook Church. We hope you stay connected by following us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at NBC Ocala.